I'm speaking today with Kevin Bird. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm great. Glad to have you in, Kevin. And I'm very fascinated by your background. Help me understand the bridge for you between architecture and art direction. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe I should just give a quick, like, uh, uh, three-second recap of kind sure. of where I came from and how I kind of landed uh, where I am. Uh, so uh, I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I uh, lived a little bit on uh, down in southeast Georgia. Came up to Atlanta to go to school for architecture um, because I found that my uh, my parents were uh, not interested in sending me to a fine arts school. Uh, they wanted um, a a vocation to kind of come out of that. So um, so architecture became that, that perfect marriage between maybe the left and right brain. Um, I've had you know had uh, math skills and that sort of thing. Um, but one of the things that I really loved about architecture was the, the problem spaces are huge. Uh, you're working with so many di- different dimensions from the way that people move through space to the way that light works into a space to the, con- you know, the, the engineering of the space to procession, uh, color, um, you know, sort of those phenomenological experiences. And when you're doing architecture, you're working on massive problem spaces. And what really I came out of that was um, uh, a sense that uh, multidisciplinary um, creation is really the future where we, um, where um, artists work with engineers, work with programmers, work with, um, um, you know, other types, you know, musicians with, um, you know, other types of creators. Uh, and uh, not to use a buzzword, but, you know, that synergy helps to um, create something even greater than oneself, you know. Um, so, uh, I, I came out of architecture. Uh, I worked with uh, a guy named, uh, Bill Carpenter out in Decatur, a uh, former professor of mine. We started, uh, um, a, a architecture practice called Lightroom. Uh, we did a lot of modern homes and modern additions, uh, a very exciting time. Uh, but ultimately as a, as a profession, it really wasn't, uh, something that I felt I could, um, you know, get to that next phase of raising a family and be able to support them and so forth. So, um, I had picked up a lot of skills, um, in uh, graphic design and in branding and in photography. Um, and uh, using those, I kind of moved into, um, you know, I worked over at Turner for a little bit um, under Adult Swim doing some uh, art direction, which is, um, you know, it's very similar in that you're working with many different types of people and many different um, aspects to creation, and you're producing this, much like, I guess, a television producer or a film producer would do. Um, so I've just found that a very exciting profession um, whenever I, I, I kind of put myself into that. Um, I went over to um, Armchair Media uh, about uh, in 2006 or 2007. And, um, uh, you know, with uh, Stefan and Farbad and Mariel, we created a really incredible culture of um, creating uh, amazing, innovative, interactive spaces. And uh, what was interesting to me about the interactive space is that it was completely wild, wide, wide open. I mean, it's like the Wild West, you know, like you can do anything. You can reach everyone where, um, you know, I had done a lot of print work beforehand and it's kind of like it's expensive. And um, and yes, you create these really nice objects, but it doesn't have the reach, I think, that media has. And so that kind of, um, you know, that's where my interest had lied. Um, 
Um, so I'm getting off track. So where, where did the question? Yeah. So circle back to me on the question again, so I can. Um, I think you answered it. I was asking you about going from architecture to art direction, but you mentioned something in your answer that I thought was very interesting when you talked about these sort of, I guess, multi-disciplinary teams or this concept of having a lot of different types of creatives together in a space working on a problem and bringing that synergy together. So I wanted to get your, your perspective on what could and, and should businesses be doing to facilitate that even more so. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I, to me, it's becoming the norm. I think, uh, what was that book, um, by Richard Florida, the rise of the creative class, right? So, um, we went through, uh, as professions, there was the, uh, the factory worker or the organizational man from the fifties, sixties and so forth. And then it became the time of the knowledge worker, right? The, uh, the, uh, the dentist or the lawyer or the accountant, right? Well, um, with the help of, um, you know, technology, a lot of those type of professions are being reduced to programs, right? So, um, you've got TurboTax or you've got, um, you can get a, your incorporation signed up on the web by checking some boxes. Um, so really the, the, the next century and, and Richard Florida kind of, uh, I think, posited this is, is really about the people that create, right? Uh, create ideas, create things, um, you know, innovate. And I think that influenced me early on to realize that, um, that, you know, the, 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 the you know, what was thought of as value, both economically, culturally, and socially, uh, for the last century, uh, that is shifting with this rise of the creative class. I mean, you see it, people, uh, no longer check in with a, a punch, uh, card when they're coming into, to work. It's, it's, you know, people kind of come and go as they please because the creative process is always kind of, um, uh, happening, whether you're asleep or, you know, you're having your morning coffee. Uh, so I'm getting off track here. I think the the relationship to multidisciplinary design is that um, I just think that great things come from great minds all working together. And it's really what we're seeing is that um, people no longer work in silos anymore, uh, that they are all sort of huddled around um, uh, a table and working together in a way that's a little more organic and a little more free form. Uh, and to me, it's not just like everyone in a room and having a brainstorm session is that everyone's doing their work and, um, pulling others in as, as they need, um, their experiences. So my advice to, I guess, businesses is that, um, you know, uh, you know, I think there, there are things that you can do to kind of, you know, help to create, uh, that type of thing. You know, I think it's about finding the right people from many different, um, uh, angles, you know, like backgrounds and that sort of thing, but it's also creating space in which those, um, uh, those things can blossom. So, you know, I think, you know, in the past 10 or 15 years, we've seen more open floor plans in the way that agencies and business sort of, um, exist. Um, so, you know, creating spaces in which, um, creatives just enjoy to be there. I think, you know, there's a number of companies in Atlanta that have done a great job at this. MailChimp is one of those, um, armchair media has done an amazing job at that. Uh, but you look at all of the agencies and the models in which they, um, uh, kind of create, 
uh, workspaces that, um, or even like the bigger Googles that um, uh, really believe in the, the you know stoking the the people and the minds that are within the company in a way that. Uh, helps to um, grow them, but also uh, that creates value. Can you talk about one or two decisions that you made that really had significant impact where you could have gone left and you chose right or vice versa? So can you identify one or two of those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So think about like one or two experiences that really changed me. I would say um, it was probably 2007 or four or five years ago, I was, um, uh, we were taking a road trip across country and I was, um, I had always had a disdain for art. Um, as a designer, uh, you, uh, you're kind of more concerning yourself with, um, the, uh, the value or the function of the things that you create that this object, um, uh, has a purpose, you know, it's a, it's a can opener or it's a, um, uh, you know, it's a better chair or, but uh, function is always sort of part of that. And so my disdain for art was always, um, it's kind of frivolous. There's novelty. What, what good is art, right? On this road trip, uh, I wanted to stop at a number of different places. I had been, from my architecture background, a fan of um, an artist that had turned into an architect called Donald Judd. Um, And in 1979, um, uh, Judd uh, uh, would, with the help of the Art Dia Foundation, um, bought some property out in West Texas. It used to be an old military base. Uh, and it was in a small town, sleepy town with sort of like one flashing light. Um, and he bought, uh, this, you know, 300 acres of space. Uh, and so you have this, um, um, you know, sixties minimalist artist in New York that's, you know, taking trips to Marfa to kind of escape the hustle and bustle of that. Uh, but, but, but doing art in a, in a, a place that, uh, you wouldn't normally find, you know, contemporary work. Um, so I, I kind of earmarked that as maybe we should sort of, as we're making this trip, maybe just stop into, um, this small town and, uh, what's going on there. I think that was a very changing moment for me when I began to realize that art um, has an inherent value um, for um, uh, for social and cultural change. That its significance or its function, um, you know, coming from a designer or you know a chair, uh, you sit on it. Uh, I think the uh, the function of art is maybe to to sort of push boundaries, to think about ideas that aren't um, uh, don't have the constraints of I've got to fulfill this checklist of things. Um, and that was really appealing to me. So the experience there was sort of, um, you know, the Chinati Foundation has this, it's a series of, of barracks. And, you know, Donald Judd's goal was to take um, installation art, um, which, uh, as you might have known, you know, it's it's one of those things that is sort of a stack of candy in the corner of a museum, and it's there for a month, and then it's gone, right? Uh, so his goal was to kind of create a more permanent home for a lot of his contemporaries. So like the John Chamberlain's, um, uh, the Dan Flavins, um, and to create sort of a space in which that, that work could exist forever. 
Um, so the barracks had all been converted to these uh, installation pieces, and it was sort of an inside-out walking tour of these spaces. But one of the other things that really interested me in Judd was um, he... Um, He's a minimalist. He, uh, you know, he built furniture. He did architecture. So there was sort of like working with contractors and artisans to create bigger things from land art to, um, you know, to um, chairs or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think that experience in Marfa kind of moved me in a way that um, uh, created a a fire in my belly to... um, uh, you know, that sort of was that inspiration point for that, uh, t- to start to pursue art, uh, more seriously. What does the word innovation mean to you? Innovation. Yeah. When do you know when innovation has happened? It's a great question. I mean, innovation is a, a strange type of thing. I think in a business sense, it's very easy to say, um, oh, that uh, that iPhone app is very innovative and that it's it's sort of breaking new grounds. It's innovative in a business sense, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think for me when um, um, – I think innovation in art is a little – maybe a little bit different, right? So um, it's – there's there's kind of two sides to art in my mind, right? There's – you're really only in competition with yourself, right? You're You're just trying to make – better art every time you make a new piece of art at the same time you're trying to find your your voice or, or why you're doing your work or w- what is your perspective um uh, what is um what are the types of things that you're pursuing and for me it's about sort of in that sense you're trying to create um original things that haven't been done or things that can only be done at this very moment in time um, that is very signifying um, to, uh, you know, speaks to culture and and that sort of thing. Um, I think true innovation happens in a collaborative um, format. Um, so I'm not really the proof in the pudding for that. You know, I think I, I think I really enjoy working with people from different, um, backgrounds and, um, it's a different way of working where if you're a singular artist, you're sort of only in your own mental space and maybe innovation is about, uh, you're pushing your own boundaries to try something new or to try something that you haven't seen before or that, um, within the context of the art world, world haven't been done. I think innovation in sort of the multidisciplinary approach is is, is really um, uh, much more fascinating because uh, and it's a different type of beast uh, um, that you work with. You know, um, I'm having trouble like clarifying it for you. I don't have the the exact answer, unfortunately. Um, uh, but I think I think in the at, at a gut level, innovation is is also inspiring. Like it has these certain qualities to it. Is it's like, oh wow, I hadn't seen this done before, or I hadn't seen this um, this way of working, or I haven't seen um, the scale of something. And and if you're creating inspiration for others, um, that impact I think is an uh, maybe an adjective of of, of innovation. When are you at your best as an artist? When am I at my best as an artist? Oh, oh man. Um, I don't know. I think 
I think I think might be for all artists. It's it's when you're uncomfortable with what you're doing, right? So it's for me, it's about breaking new ground. So it's about experimentation, right? It's about just kind of going for it, right? Um, I'm generally at my best when I've I've I've, I've ridden a bo- uh, a bicycle in the morning, so I have some some <laughs> oxygen throwing gotcha. flowing through my head. All uh, right. So at a personal level, you know, I feel like I'm a little. Uh, smarter and a little more, I have more of those aha moments or um, those type of things. Um, I think, though, um, a lot of the times, you know, like the way I work is very incremental. Um, I'm very interested in materiality. I'm interested in color. I'm interested in, um, you know, modernism. Uh, but materiality uh, as its own thing um, in a pictorial sense is um, is kind of where I situate myself, right? I'm not interested in narrative or metaphor, um, uh, within my work. So, uh, in my studio space, I, I work, um, I experiment quite a bit with, um, with, um, you know, new materials and new ways of, 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 of doing things. And I fail all the time. Like I come up with these awful, incredibly, um, terrible experiments these what i call study models right where I, I try something well what if i did this let me let me see what happens if i mix these two things together or if i juxtapose these materials um and it's it's very different um than working like an architect maybe where it's all about plan 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 and then you execute your plan right for me the art whenever i'm having flow it's more that I am making uh, art decisions while I'm making the work, evaluating and uh, and making at the same time, you know, and that's an exciting space to be in because you're very much centered in the in the now and what's happening at that very moment. Um, and uh, I find like whenever I surprise myself, that's where I'm I'm like. Wow, this this really uh, could be something greater. And then, so it's like I incrementally try other things, and I'll go down a road, and it's the wrong road, and I hate it. And you know, um, my my wife always complains because I have uh, I, I use every space of our walls to hang work and to position work, and half of it is terrible. And it's like I kind of want to sit with it for a while to see if it really sticks or if it's just something kind of fleeting that um, will uh, is maybe trend or maybe is not really something that um, will hold the test of time. Um, but uh, I, to me, um, you know, g- getting back to a little bit about innovation, I think um, the uh, not having fear to fail and to fail um, grand uh, grandly is is like, uh, you've got to do it. Otherwise I I feel like I wouldn't uh, evolve out of what I'm doing at this very moment. So like when you take a look at my work, I'm, I'm just all over the freaking map, right? I'm, you know, I, um, it's not as if I've focused on, um, uh, owls and, uh, every one of my pieces has an owl head in it. Right. Um, and I've created a series and it's all about the owls, whether it's a sculptural piece or a painting piece or whatever, it's more like I have these kernel of ideas. And so, um, my, my work can be schizophrenic. I think it holds together a little bit with, with color, but my focus on materiality, um, um, you know, 
I think as an artist, I'm growing that way. And through the Walthall Fellowship, that really has helped me to um, kind of clarify what the hell am I doing? You know, um, I've got to be able to talk about work and 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 talk about what I'm doing. Um, and uh, you know, it, that gives you s- some moments of self reflection. But like I said, when I when I at my best, I think I have. Um, uh, you know, bike the belt line in the morning, right? I have this sort of, you know, inherent energy. Um, I'm happy that spring is upon us, so we, we I can start engaging that a little bit more. Um, but it really is happening in the moment of creation to me um, that uh, it's, it's that, um, well, what if this is here and what if that is there? And it's like sometimes I, I, I like to let the materials do the work, like, um, there's a uh, architect named uh, uh, Louis Kahn who, uh, you know, had the perspective of you basically uh, work with all these materials, right? And you ask the material what it wants to be, right? So you, a brick, right? You ask the brick, you know, I'm not suggesting whispering to it or carrying it around in your backpack, but, you know, the brick wants to be stacked, right? It's 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 made for compression, right? So when you when you let the material do what it naturally wants to do, um, I like that serendipity of um, allowing it to exist. So with a lot of the urethane drippings that I've been doing, it's very hard to control. This is, you know, it's like a resin. You've got two parts. You pour them together, and then it it, it hardens in, in, you know, in two minutes, right? So it just goes, whoop. It's like a Harry Potter magic, right? Uh, where, like, resins for, like, you know, when I was doing surfboards, it's like, the resin takes 24 hours to kind of sit, right? Well, this literally has a life and and sort of 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 two minutes where it's it it flows and it moves and it has its own sort of living space, and then it freezes and and that's and that's its sort of death. If you've ever seen the original Clash of the Titans, it's sort of like that Medusa, you know, like um, you know statue making. Um, I don't even know why I'm making a reference to that, but. Um, so I kind of like that. I like I like putting things into action and then letting them be without trying to control them too much. Like that's kind of an interest to me. So like whenever I stack ice cream sandwiches and then just watch it melt and 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 I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it's going to be awful. Um, but I just let it be, and and that's that. There's a zenness to that that I, um, and you it's know, like it's like creative. Uh, what is it? Creative entropy. Yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah, um, yeah. To me, it's sort of about setting up um, the rules or the scaffolding, right? And then the art creates itself within that scaffolding, you know. Um, but, you know, I come from a design background, which also has heavy design thinking into it. So some of my work will sort of uh, meander into those type of spaces. Um, yeah. 